this episode 39, Carol Patak talks demand-driven adaptive enterprise model with Two Babes, so make sure you go back and check it out. Welcome back to Two Babes Talk Supply Chain. Today we are talking to Scott Burns from Transvoyant, how they are bringing transformational value in IoT and predictive analytics. Scott Burns joined Transvoyant in May 2016 and is responsible for all aspects of corporate and product marketing. Prior to Transvoyant, Scott spent four years as Vice President of Marketing at Amber Road, a cloud-based global trade management solutions provider. During his tenure at the company, Amber Road went public on the New York Stock Exchange. Scott has held numerous management positions in sales and marketing at other leading supply chain solution providers, including Manugistics and Vastera. He began his career at Accenture. Scott received his bachelor's degree in business administration from the University of Richmond. Welcome to the show, Scott. We cannot wait to dive right in. Thank you, Sarah. It's good to be here. Great. So Transvoyant is doing some game-changing things in regards to IoT and predictive analytics. So let's get started. Who is Transvoyant? I know that you have a video on your website that talks a lot about Transvoyant, but why don't you give us a little bit of an overview? Sure. Well, Transvoyant, we were founded in 2012. We're in this space known as uh, predictive analytics for supply chain. Uh, we actually cut our teeth in the uh, national security world, solving very complex problems for uh, in the interest of national security, and, and those capabilities translated very well into the commercial world. So uh, the ability to track the real-time movement of all conveyances, you know, from ocean vessels to aircraft to trucks to rail cars, uh, to be able to tell uh, commercial organizations where their product is at any given point, uh, and then to do behavioral analytics and to be able to in real time, all of the risks surrounding those movements, uh, and then kind of processing those risks and making predictions around, uh, you know, what are the actual, what are the predicted arrival times for goods uh, you know, if they encounter certain disruptions. We're predicting uh, how can companies avoid these disruptions. That's that's really what we do. Awesome, awesome. So why don't we get into how you are changing supply chain on its head? Sure. Well, I've been in supply chain for 20, I guess 25 years now, and, you know, I haven't seen anything quite as transformative uh, as, as predictive analytics for supply chain. Uh, and, and the reason I say that is because, um, you know, there's the, the whole landscape around supply chain is changing. Uh, I think Amazon has, has really been pushing the pace of play. Uh, doing a lot of the same things that we do, but they're doing it kind of in-house for their own supply chain. They're using their supply chain as, as a weapon, as a competitive differentiator, to be able to deliver goods to customers next day or in two days, to be able to deliver those goods at lowest possible cost, to be able to tell their customers where their shipments are at any given point in time, to enable their customers to change orders at the last minute and still get what they wanted. Uh, and so if you're a, a retailer, uh, you know that uh, challenge very well, that Amazon effect, and it's really pushing you to uh, improve your supply chain planning and execution and, and to be able to do the types of things that Amazon can do. And even if you're not a retailer, if you're a manufacturer, if you're uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, in the healthcare arena, uh, in the CPG, 
that's what I mean by game changing. Uh, you know, to be able to to be a large global manufacturer, to be able to deliver product to a B two B company in a matter of two days uh, is, is is a pretty tall order to fill, and, and people are having to really reinvent their supply chains in order to do it. Excellent. The next question is, why does real or sorry, what does real time visibility mean, and how can companies achieve this? Yeah. So um, everything seems to be real time today, um, and this is, goes along the notion of expectations have, have, have changed. The de facto standard for providing status updates on shipments historically uh, through traditional supply chain visibility solutions has been via EDI, uh, electronic data interchange. And, and EDI, when it came out, was fantastic because it gave people um, some uh, you know, status updates on where their shipments were, but because EDI is processed in batch mode, uh, it is latent. Those status updates are latent. So you might find out from your carrier via EDI that you get notification that your aircraft left the airport of Shanghai uh, when, in fact, it's been sitting at the tarmac at its final destination for two hours because the, the EDI notification is 24 hours, hours latent. So you know, we've got to get away from this latency, and we've got to get into this world of real time. Uh, where is that aircraft right now? At what altitude? At what speed? Um, you know, what uh, disruptions could it be facing? Does it have an intermediate stop that I didn't even know about? A lot of, you know, trans, a lot of Asia to U.S. flights stop off in Anchorage, and and not a lot of people even know that. And what if there's a snowstorm in Anchorage about the time that that aircraft is supposed to make its intermediate stop, that's clearly going to delay your shipment. And, and having real-time visibility of the location of that aircraft, knowing where its intermediate stops are going to be, knowing what disruptions are going to, it's going to face en route, and then performing machine learning algorithms against all of that to predict when it's going to arrive, that's really the power of real-time. Wow. And is that the type of, like, I'm guessing that's obviously the type of visibility that companies are looking for. Is there other types of visibility that um, companies should be looking at, and, and maybe that's that's not even here yet, maybe it's coming down the pipe? Well, you know, visibility, I, I guess I would first say that visibility is half the equation. Um, it's, it's, it's wonderful to have real-time visibility of your end-to-end supply chain. Right, all the way from what's happening at your interior foreign suppliers to what's happening en route to what's happening, um, you know, even from a from a competitor action perspective in, in the certain markets you're playing in. So to pick up real time feeds about what your competitors are doing from a promotional vantage, uh, to pick up real time status updates about you know consumer foot movement around your stores, uh, to pick up real time status updates about consumer sentiment via social media. Yeah, this is, these are all areas that you know, this predictive analytics um, you know, capability plays. These are things that we do. Uh, so like I said, that's kind of half the equation is, is the real-time nature of it. The other half of the equation, equally important, is the prediction. Because that's, that's really where the value lies. It's, it's nice to know where my aircraft is, but it's even better to know when it's going to arrive. Right. Because if I know when it's going to arrive, then I can schedule my you know, Drake carrier to pick it up right on time. I can make sure that it arrives at my manufacturing facility in time to meet my production um, you know, plans. Uh, that's, that's really a lot of the value is the predictive.
Well, yeah, and even more importantly, you know, okay, picking it up on time, but if there's any delays, you know, that trucking company would know that and they can plan for it rather than sitting around and then there's waiting time, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It would even right. be nice for a broker to know about aircraft arrivals just because sometimes I get to an air or the airport and I have an aircraft coming. They say the pilots say the ETA is 7 o'clock, but then the pilots don't tell me that, oh, they had some mechanical issues, so they had to land, they had to make this alteration or change, mm-hmm. and now it's not coming in until 11 o'clock. So then I'm at the airport for three, four hours Absolutely right. waiting. Think about, like I mentioned, the end-to-end supply chain once already, you know, and, and, and foreign supplier to your customer's door, your consumer's door. And, and all along in between, there's a lot of handoffs. There's a lot of handoffs of product. Uh, you know, you've got, you know, customs clearance time. You've got customs clearance that has to take place. You've got, you know, goods that are moving from the, you know, the port to the dray. You've got goods that are moving to the warehouse waiting for, uh, you know, dock schedules and labor to unload it. You've got, and, and when people don't have a lot of confidence where their goods are in real time all along those handoffs, they have to off- offset that uncertainty with buffer stock. And, and so there's a lot of buffer stock in most people's supply chains today for, for that very reason. And if you can know and you can have a lot of confidence, not just where your goods are right now, but when they're going to arrive at each one of these handoff points, you can strip out a lot of that buffer stock because you're replacing it with certainty. That makes sense. I, I like that. Okay, so the next question I got here is, where and how would organizations get started? Yeah, I mean, we, we, we recognize that for a lot of companies, this may seem like rocket science. This is very heady stuff. Um, and, and, and for certain organizations that are very forward-thinking, they, they may have a much uh, you know, better appetite to jump in you know, full-fledged. Uh, for other companies, they want to they pilot something like this, and that's, you know, a lot of the uh, engagements that we start, we start with a proof of concept. Uh, we'll do a 90-day proof of concept, prove it out. I mean, I, I can't tell you how many times I'm involved in a sales cycle and I explain what we do, and, and I'm met with some skepticism. And no better way to kind of prove that out and to show people that this stuff actually works than to do a 90-day pilot with a subset of their lanes or a subset of their product categories and actually show them. Absolutely. Absolutely. So then, how is the use of big data and machine learning helping to change the supply chain landscape? Yeah, so the primary input to make all this happen, the fuel for it, is big data. So we're collecting massive amounts of real-time big data around the world every day uh, from satellites, from sensors, from radar, from process control devices to smartphones. Uh, media, you name it, we're collecting these massive streams. And, you know, pulling those streams in and then performing the machine learning algorithms against those streams enables us to produce these predictive, these, these predictions. Right, so that, that's really how it works. You know, it's, it's, it's a big, it's a, we process, we collect and process over a trillion events around the world every day. Wow. That's a lot. So, so then how is that changing the supply chain landscape with, with all of that data? How, how, are they, how are you using that? How are companies using that to change the way we look and, and see supply chains? 
Yeah, so it's, it's enabling companies to do things that they had never been able to do before. Uh, from a logistics perspective, it's enabling companies to commit inventory and transit uh, against firm customer orders that they were never never able to do before because they, they didn't have enough confidence to do that. Right. They had to wait, they, they had to wait to commit inventory until it was at the warehouse and they knew it was going to get there. But now if they've got a lot of confidence, Exactly when that product is going to arrive, they can start committing it much earlier, uh, much further up the supply chain. So that's you know one of the things that people are doing that they were really never able to do before. And the other thing is is to be able to factor some very uh, uh, specific customer level intelligence and competitive level intelligence. So I already mentioned being able to factor like in near real time competitive actions. What, what promotions are they running right now? What price discounts have they just initiated? Uh, you know, maybe what are, what are the big movements within their supply chain? To be able to see all that and factor that, and to be able to plug that intelligence into your decision is, is, is pretty cool stuff. Yeah, it's huge. Really, really big. So what is a sentient supply chain, and how is it changing the way companies look at supply chains? Yeah, so you know, I, love the, I love the term sentient. Uh, it's just really representative of, of what we're doing. I, I'd love to take credit for coining that uh, sentient supply chain, but I think, uh, at least to my knowledge, Kevin O'Mara with SCM World is the first one that, that really kind of uh, introduced that concept. Uh, and, and the idea, of course, is that it's a living, breathing supply chain, um, and, and things are constantly changing. So you have to have a sentient supply chain that's sensing all of these things in real time, that's, uh, that's learning about you know how how your supply chain operates. That's learning about lead times and and, and average performance levels by carriers and and you know fusing all of that intelligence to to become uh, a sentient supply chain. I mean it's it's synonymous with the digital supply chain um, you know, that you'll hear banking about a little bit is is this push toward toward digital. Excellent. So how does a sentient supply chain save companies millions? I already talked about one of the big savings areas, uh, which is buffer stock, which is you know, the, the, the cost of carrying that inventory yeah. is significant for, you know, when you talk about a large multinational, and you add all that buffer stock up, that's a, that's a lot of money that they're spending there. So that's a big part of the value proposition. Another big part of the value proposition is top-line revenue growth. Uh, so to be able to capitalize on opportunities that your competitors cannot, because you're seeing things that they can't see, and you're able to access the market and, and, and you know, make sales that they were not able to make, you know, that's, a, that's a top line revenue growth thing for you. Um, you know, other areas include things like cycle time improvements. Uh, cycle time improvements on your accounts receivable. Um, most people have payment terms that are set up such that, you know, you pay me as soon as I have proof of delivery to your facility, for example. And uh, if I'm not able to prove when that shipment actually showed up, and if I'm dealing with EDI, I may be shorting myself a couple days. I may be billing my, my customer two days later than I should because I simply can't prove 
when that truck pulled up to their facility. But now, if I'm dealing with real-time data, I can see exactly when that truck pulled up, and I can pull my billing forward by two days, and that's two days of, of cash-to-cash cycle time, and that's a big deal for you know, a large multinational, too. Can you give us an overview of your P2L solution? more accurate than their carriers' ETAs, 
factored in the impact of you know, port congestion and customs clearance times and you know, 18 foot swells in the ocean when weather was you know, uh, predicted in such, in such a way. And so they, um, they basically reduced their, their variability on the carrier ETAs from plus or minus six days to plus or minus eight hours with us.
you know, people can make a lot of the decisions. It's got to be made by, you know, by machines. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so why don't you uh, give us an overview and tell us about what's next for Transvoyant. We've, we've talked about the future of supply chain, but we'd like to know what is next for Transvoyant. Yeah, I mean, Transvoyant, uh, we're very busy, so we feel blessed in that regard. And, you know, I think we've got our eye on the next, uh, you know, really focused on the next 12 months is to execute on uh, the deployments that we're doing for our, you know, very large uh, multinational customers. Um, and, and so I think you'll, you'll see us probably, you know, we just launched a solution in addition to T2L, which I've already described. We just launched a solution called Precise Predictive Risk, uh, which is a solution that kind of focuses more, you know, exclusively on risk and that, that's of interest to risk managers within organizations that does things like um, uh, you know, theft uh, prevention, efficacy in the pharma world, for example. Um, you know, banking is, you know, is interested in these types of capabilities to mitigate risk around their assets and, and their personnel. Um, so we're, we're really getting engaged with that. And, and I think you know, probably two years, three years down the road, you're going to see us um, really pushing the envelope on kind of the consumer-based uh, behavioral modeling and, and really you know, kind of factoring very short-term decisions uh, around consumer sentiment and, and trying to capitalize on, on those trends. Awesome. Well, sounds amazing. So um, Transvoyant is definitely the one to watch in this space. Make sure you check them out at transvoyant.com. On our website, we're going to have a free download as well as all the information to get in contact with either Transvoyant or Scott. So thank you, Scott, for coming on the show. Uh, we really appreciate it. Lots of great insights and information. Sarah, I appreciate it. Holy IoT and predictive analytics. Transvoyant is the one to watch in this space. Stay tuned next week as we get into end-to-end -end visibility. Retail aspirations are on the high. Is the supply chain foundation enough? With the VP from Infor. Want to reach new levels of international business success? Then mix, mingle, and learn from those who have been there, done that. Learn how to build your team, act on the latest trends, technology, and policies, and plan for your future in global markets at the International Business Conference 2017. Visit fitfortrade.com forward slash your dash future dash 2017 for more information and also to register. Remember to rate and review us on iTunes and subscribe to us on Stitcher, Google Play, or iTunes. We couldn't do anything without you, our fabulous listeners. This episode was produced by Daniel Smith. We are your hosts, Sarah and Nick. And remember, people, ship happens.